Excuse me, you're looking for your ride, right? I've got something here I'm supposed to pick up. I'm having a bit of trouble. Yeah, I am. Uh, what's your name? Are you my driver? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely your driver. Yeah, you know, such a small ah! town like this, I doubt that there's ah! many other rides around. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Oh. My Welcome back to the Small Filmmakers Talk Podcast. Wow, it is great to be back on a regular basis. Today we have a special double length episode. This podcast episode has actually been in production for eight plus months. The first half of today's episode was recorded in February of this year, and the second half was recorded just a few weeks ago. To give you some context of what today's episode is about, a while ago, uh, I became really good friends with uh, online personality Robert Welch, and then we together became friends with other famed YouTuber, Brandon Friesen Factor. And after some time, after COVID, a whole bunch of stuff happened, a whole bunch of stuff that I don't want to get into. We eventually, finally, went to California together to see Robert. We shot a little short film. It's called We Are Not The Same. And that's what today's podcast episode is about. Now, this short film is out on Red Jack Pictures on YouTube, including the commentary track. But this episode will be especially beneficial to you if you've already seen it. So I definitely suggest you go watch it and then come back when you're done. The reason why this episode is so uh, long and special is because the first half of today's podcast was recorded shortly after we ended principal photography on the short film. And then the second half takes place shortly after we finished the post-production for the short film and had released it. So a lot of conflicting feelings, a lot of things going on, us discussing how we, how we felt about it, how we think we're going to feel about it. And it's really interesting. It is especially interesting to listen to our before and after thoughts of producing and editing it and all of the crazy fun stress that came with it. From the rolling prairies of South Dakota, all the way to the hills of Hollywood, hosted by Cole James Anderson, where getting big implies you were once not. Marker, episode five. Yeah, here we go. This is Small Filmmakers Talk. Welcome to the Small Filmmakers Talk Podcast, previously known as the Small Small YouTube Channels Talk Podcast. We have previously since rebranded. We are now much better because much we don't cooler. upload, so that would kind of defeat the purpose right. We're of not the title. really. We don't identify as YouTube channels anymore. Speak for yourselves. Well, okay. Where's Freezing Factor? Episode well, anyways, two. so We're here on it. is our star guest, along with our second star guest. Oh, fuck you, Brandon <laughs> Friesen of the Friesen Factor, now and famous actor, yo, and stunt guy, and, and stunt, guy. and we will get into that. And we are joined also by the Robert Welch of Mr. RW Studios. Plus. Why is that the <laughs> Red Jack Pictures? Be damned! I don't do anything. 
Mr. Blue Studio. I, ha- yeah. I have to I have to bully you a little bit because the film is going up on your channel. We're filming it in your state. You declined to act in it. That is, I I know I I squeegeed. Let's not let's not belittle his role as squeegee guy. That is an important Dude, part of the film. Okay, hold on. Is it actually called a squeegee? Or yeah. are we? No, that's what it's called. What yeah, the fuck yeah, is yeah. it called? That I have no idea. <laughs> Let me go to the gas station. And go squeegee my windshield real quick. Yeah, hold up. I gotta go ask the clerk why it's called a squeegee. Dude, we have a gas station across the street. I want to know. I squeegeed my shoes the other day. Dude, I love you to squeegee. You did, and that probably wasn't the best way to clean your shoes. Probably not, but like, hey, if it worked. It did it's a surprisingly just, good job. It's just soap and did water. You, they should be fine. Did you do that and then like wipe it off with the other side? No, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> oh, Air man. dry. Air dry. Okay. All right, boys. Why are we in California? Well, obviously, Robert lives here. Um, Because, because my parents had sex Not in again. January of 2001. <laughs> and then yeah, but that was actually born... in South Dakota, to be fair. No, was it not? They were here. Oh, oh! So you actually so that, have been here your whole life. So then, anyway, yeah. you were born, and then years passed. You played Minecraft. Yeah, we met. Y- more years pass. You find Brandon on YouTube. My condolences. <laughs> Christ. Uh, more years pass. We slowly become uh friends friends yeah i was trying to be <laughs> a couple of like, quirky white like, i mean boys it took a while for us to be style. like yeah. friends but now we're buds bud are we are we buds <laughs> i don't know if i go that far okay all right friendly acquaintances it's, it's, friendly. It's, all right it, over the the pat like me and cole were friends yeah but we didn't know each other like incredible it was like we were it was hard, it's hard to explain right but like over the past year and the past like year and a half i think maybe two years i want to say two years we've discorded for a lot longer than i thought we did well it started in 2020 it was early 2020 Mm -hmm. like january time because we were planning the original trip to california and then that caused us to start discording together and then when that fell through we just kept discording that's right. Yo, we're in California That's, right yo, now. Yo, oh my God, we're in Dude, California. Dude, that right moment went. Are we in California? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Imagine if that first. So we, we planned that first trip in 2020 to be yeah. in like June. Yeah. It was going to be a full week. I think it was actually only one week. Interestingly enough, this trip's actually longer than the original trip was going to be. Was it only going to be one week? That yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. It was like the first to the eighth or something. Yeah. And Let's we were going to road trip around the state. Yeah. Imagine if we did that, uh, and we didn't do what we did this time. Because we had planned a short film for that trip, which would have been a that lot smaller. Been planned two. That would have been hell, too. We planned two really short ones. I don't know how we would have finished those, to be honest, unless yeah. they were really short. They were short to the well, point where like, we could have... super short. Yeah, yeah, so was mine. We could have filmed the, probably both of those in a day. Yeah. And yeah. we went from that to canceling the road trip and just like a 25-minute film <laughs> involving which a Which is car. 40 pages long, by the way. Yeah. No, uh, 37. 30, okay, all right, 37. We have to be exact. But anyways, yes, so, anyways, within the context. Oh, shit, I'm, I'm not recording in log. Give me a second. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, are you recording in 4K? There's so much to talk about on this film set. So, clearly, we have never collaborated together on a level hey, hey, like hey, Speak hey, for hey. yourself. We hey. got a wicked Club Penguin stream. We had a Club Penguin stream. Me and Cole, you, we had a we had a episode one of a Minecraft Let's Play and then nothing else. So, like I said, we've never collaborated <laughs> in this way before, in this physical presence. In 
multiple day project, right? Because all these things that we did before. Yeah, I wouldn't. They, I wouldn't count your original California vlog as a. I don't know. That was project. that was cinema if I've ever seen it. Yeah, 480p cinema. Hey man, it's not about the quality. It's about the well. No, it's about the quality. <laughs> it's about the quality. But yeah, so uh, first film that I've shot with either of you, and this is my fourth, fifth short film. And how about yours? It's my fourth. Fourth. Yeah. We, we don't count. We don't we count don't. the Halloween one. It's a bad call. <laughs> Well, in that case, it's five, okay. which is weird because I feel like you've been a, are you you've been a filmmaker for longer. Granted, well, you you've made more, but you have I like have ones made that are a like, ton of quote unquote short films, but a lot of them are hidden because I don't want anybody to see them. Well, they were made in school. They're not good. Yeah, well, yeah. There's your your kids fucking around. Right. They, they were they were they were short films, but they weren't good like we weren't like doing all the things that we do now you know like we're we're writing and we're planning and yeah you know we're actually <laughs> acting and not like improving every single line yeah you actually had a script yo could you believe actually having a script bro script and shot list and storyboard not us couldn't be me couldn't be me couldn't the be boy, the boy scout motto is be prepared and i've always been like well yeah of course but like with filmmaking I'm absolutely pissed at how true it is. Because when you're actually prepared, shit goes so smoothly. Granted, it never goes perfectly smoothly, but when you forget stuff, cough, cough, Robert, you know. <laughs> what did well, I also find cough, cough, me. Yeah, um, we, we all forgot stuff. Actually, Brandon, I don't know if you've really forgot anything. Yeah, he forgot to leave his ego at the door when he left Canada. You forgot to leave your condescending attitude <laughs> yeah, at maybe, the door. Maybe next time leave that in South Dakota. You know who's not fun to film with? Cole James Anderson, not boy scout all. slash filmmaker. Oh no, guys, I'm gonna get blacklisted from Hollywood. You might. Because the branded Friesen told everybody that I'm not fun to film with. <laughs> I have I have a lot of pull in Hollywood. You should know. Oh, oh they I respect know my opinion. You're the Joss Whedon of the small filmmaker scene. Oh no! Don't scene. Come, don't 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 do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to be Joss. I'm not. I'm not like that. Don't I'll, do that. I'll to give me. you this. From what I hear, the best the best directors out there are kind assholes. So, I am a little bit of an asshole on set, and it's little genuinely bit, little bit. He says. <laughs> It's genuinely just because I'm so used to directing and like constantly keeping people on the move and like, you know, get going. Let's make sure that we got it. Was the shot good? Yeah. That like when somebody else does it and no offense, Robert, when they're not crazy efficient at it, I kind of like kick in because if we would have ran at your pace the whole time, we wouldn't have gotten the film done. Possibly. There had to be a lot of, right, let's just make a decision and do it instead of just sitting around and talking. Also, I neglected how much sitting around and talking you do when you travel to a place that you've never been before and you meet new people. Because I wanted to sit down and just talk the whole time, but I felt mean trying to be like, guys, come on, if you want to get the fucking short film done, we got to fucking... Well, there's a time and a place. Once yeah. we're on, once we're on set, you got to be going. Especially when we're working with limited daylight, like we seem to be. Because we mm. only ever left at fucking two p.m. in the afternoon. So like, yeah, we, yeah. We really didn't give ourselves enough time. Robert's schedule. Uh, he gets up at like noon normally, so he had us getting up at like ten on days when. when oh God! 
oh, 10 o'clock. Heaven forbid. Heaven, Heaven forbid. forbid. Hey, I've gotten up consistently dude. very early compared to what I would normally. 12 o'clock, I, we got up sometimes like 8, 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's normal for me. What? Like 7. Your time? Yeah. So 5 my time? Yeah. Fuck that. So like every single day when we were waking up early, quote unquote, at 8 a.m., that was sleeping in for me. Well, yeah, but think about also the fact that we were up until like... 12. I know. And that hurt me just as much. <laughs> Again, I seriously suggest you go watch We Are Not The Same before you listen to this podcast episode. Otherwise, you're just going to be hearing a whole lot of nothing. It's going to make no sense to you. Uh, you know, you want to understand the references. You want to understand the references. The, those are those are quite the feat. I feel like with this film... Being we literally gave ourselves like no opportunity to even like, like, well, granted me and you, obviously we had that trip in 2017 and in 2019, like we at least knew each other physically. Yeah. But for Brandon, this was his first interaction with us in real life. Well, this was big for me because not only was this my first interaction with you guys, who you two currently are the people I talk to the most over the internet. Let's go. Let's go. Woo. But this is my first, like, this is the farthest I've gone away from where I'm from. So I've been to I've been to America before, but that's like, right. This yeah. is the farthest I've gone from, from my Yeah, from my I, I, North Dakota's barely America. I wouldn't really It's count really that. not. <laughs> like I've been to North Dakota and and Minnesota. Those yeah. were and it's really that's just, nothing just, special. Just feels and like soon America. South Dakota. And soon South Dakota. Yeah, that's right. That's also right. Yo, very exotic. If Brandon, yeah, could, it's true. if Brandon could be there for that 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 film that we want to shoot, that'd be so helpful. Yo, it'd be it'd be, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. I'd be fun. I'd I mean, be we down. have more stuff that we got to shoot. Yeah. How much are we allowed to say about this film? Are we are we talking about the the? Final? We haven't even said like. Oh, I guess we don't. We don't really have a so, title. We have a working title. I am going to go with the thought that uh, the short film is done and out. Okay. So let's talk about it as if uh, spoilers ahead. Yep. That moment uh, when Brandon throws himself into a pile of rocks. <laughs> Yo, we advertised me as the stuntman for this film. I injured myself so many times. Yeah. It felt great. You're still injured. Can yeah, we injured. can we talk about how much pressure there is to just do the thing on set? Like throw yourself into the rocks? Like really do listen, if we had if we had properly planned this thing out, which we couldn't do, mind you, because we're all working remotely from each other and we have right. five days we have, to film this whole thing. Right. Like we would have had all of this in, in a proper scenario planned out ahead of time. Like we would have known where we're shooting, right. we would have known where I'm falling, how I'm falling. But we obviously were yeah, working with a very hard, tight time constraint. Yeah. Also, the fact that like we're going to a location that I've never been to before. I've never been in that area. I've never been in it's, anywhere near it. No. That is I was, insane. Like it's it's been so long since I've filmed a short film that was completely off the cuff. Like, fuck it. Like it's like you know like like we just. I yeah. guess this location might work, and if and like we could get kicked out, but like. We just got to hope that we don't. Yeah. Like I've, it's been so long since I've done something like that, that it was, it was almost like it was a good rush. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I was Googling three hours probably in total, just <laughs> on Google searching through, like scrolling through the map, finding railroad locations, <laughs> like just trying, following the little, like really light gray line. It's like, oh, there's an intersection. What does that look like? Oh, fuck. That looks yeah, lame. I was hesitant because, you know, we only seen these things on Google Maps, but when we actually got there, like it was immediately like, this is a good film spot. Yeah. The cliffs on the side. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it was, was filmic. Yeah. 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 
I was happy with it. I was unexpectedly pleased after every single film day because every single day on set, it felt like I don't know if. Okay, Guys, so yeah, I it's like, oh I shit, know. I don't know if this like, could turn out well. Like, oh fuck, and then we, we come shooting home and we, in log, and yeah, we come <laughs> home and we put it on the SD card. We look at it, and it's like, you know what, this is not that bad. Well, There's it's only hard when, when when you're not behind the camera, right? So we yeah. have no idea. You what would these put shots. all your faith into me, yeah. exactly. So what we're doing doesn't feel like it looked that good, but then you see it. I can. I feel like I can trust you a whole lot better. I know Jack's probably listening to this episode, mm. Hi, Jack. and I just. I wish that you lived in South Dakota because you shoot video, and I hate to say this, significantly better than Jack does. Granted, oh, shit. Jack is the only good shooter that I know in South Dakota. It's almost mm-hmm. as if there's no filmmakers in South Dakota. I'm, I'm, it's, it's almost as if Robert it is, is a film student. It's almost that's, as if he's like good at the thing that he does. Imagine. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, Wouldn't be I, me. I, Couldn't be me. Yeah, it was just like a cycle of just like, oh man, is this going well? I can't tell. Let's just keep shooting. And then, oh fuck, I don't know about this. And then you go home and then it's like, oh, you know what? I like it. There's only one day that, I, and I'm still kind of like caught up on it where I'm just like, not the biggest fan of how some of these shots turned out. What's the, that? The hotel scene. Uh. I do think that could have been shot a little better. Mainly, in, like, I think composition's fine. I think the scene itself is fine. I think it really just lighting. came out. It's the lighting. It's the lighting. Because yeah. yeah. the yeah. lighting just comes off, at least in Half some of the, the shots, shots kind good. of flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, in, in other shots, it also looked really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always going to be scenes where it's, like, it's not, like, fantastic. It, like It went that way a lot of these. We were working with the car for so many scenes. And there's like half the car scenes look good. Yeah. Half the car scenes look eh. A couple of the car scenes look really bad. Well, like the first car scenes that we shot just didn't. They looked really bad. Turn out, yeah, because we weren't rigging right, we weren't yeah. mounting right. So we reshot. Those are not in the film. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, and that's the honestly that's the worst part about filming off the off the cuff like that. I mean, I really love the creative exercise of doing that because you really have to come up with stuff on yeah. the day on the spot but when stuff like that happens and then like we it was so to the point like guys we 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 were like yeah we're gonna shot list this and then we didn't and then we had such like we shot listed we shot listed maybe like half the film and we storyboarded none of it yeah, yeah. Um, and all the shot lists were done four hours prior and we, to film. And we didn't choreograph like the like and any, we talked about choreographing we did so much it oh it's rough. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. I got a question. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite scene in the film? Your favorite little little part? Well, we don't... It hasn't been edited yet. I know, but from what we filmed. So, from what we've filmed so far, without seeing the finished film, um, my, my favorite will probably be the very end scene. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Is there any particular part of that scene that you're very like that that's gonna look good? I like the monologue. I'm excited to see the monologue. I'm curious how that's gonna turn out because w- when it came to the <laughs> the acting of this film, we didn't have the script memorized at all. No, not even like a little bit. No. So we were going back and forth. We were reading the scripts, memorizing them the day we were filming. While granted, you were up. have you ever shot a short film where the actors knew all of their lines? <laughs> And like no. memorize them, dude. I never we were, expect my I never expect my actors to memorize their lines. I don't think I don't think they need to memorize their lines, but I think they need to like at least have a decent understanding of the script. When we shot a night to forget, we had the actors 
reading their lines for like maybe the second time on the day at the scene that we were yeah. shooting. Yeah. And I was just you like, you don't send your scripts to your no, actors ahead of time. No, I do. do. They do don't it. read it. The fuck? I know. Like, there's like light skimming, and some people do more work than others. But like, I don't know. Like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like when we're on that when we're filming, it's like it's gonna take more time if we have to sit here and read everything. Well, I know, and we did have some time to memorize. Oh yeah, we In did. The evenings we when we did came more back, than. We could have stopped. Anything. Would you like email them, like give them like a virtual copy or give them a physical copy? Because I've, I've discovered that giving an actor a physical copy of the script like a week before shooting gets them, it gives them more of a reason to actually look at it than if they just have it on their computer. Matt makes a point. I never thought about that. That's interesting. I do send PDFs. Yeah, but if I'm you send me a PDF, I, send... I wouldn't care. So I <laughs> yeah, that's saying. my problem too. Is like I'm like with people who live far away, I can't give them a written or like a physical copy of the script, but I yeah. would prefer to. Christopher Nolan, <sighs> prints if we his... have the Ronin 4D right now, <laughs> Christopher Nolan prints his scripts on red paper so they can't be copied, and then he hand delivers them to to the actors how the hell do you read it on red paper dude if you read no no, no it's black on red like it is readable mm. but it's it's if you try to copy it it's it it doesn't work wow yeah. wow yeah. I mean, if you really Why? wanted this to feel official i want you to get a big envelope and mail it to me <laughs> i will good because that would feel real like oh damn the script's here yeah yeah and hey. like hole punches in the side with like the little gold like things that go like that and like clamp oh around. yeah that's, that's what nice. i would do yeah that's what i want to start doing yeah, I'm tired of I'm tired of having to go somewhere to staple bullshit. it. Yeah, buy a stapler, dog. Yeah, especially when you get a fucking script that's 90 pages long. Okay, you need something huge. Yeah, that's just not gonna work. Okay, okay, Cole, do you um on Anchor? Do yeah. you use the uh like the audience responses? People can send voice clips. Sometimes, yeah. Well, I I forget to like bring it up in each podcast. Okay, well, everybody who's listening to this. Um, please tell us how the poster looks and what you think about it. We are we, we have no clue. <laughs> we don't we, even know. What we it looks we like. don't know. So I'm very curious. I think a thing I'm gonna do is I'm probably after the film is done, I might hold on to this podcast for a while and not do anything. After the film is done, have a do another hour of us another and, hour on the, the q, q morning, morning show <laughs> no one gets that no no it probably have it. to be on discord but then talk about the film again after it's been done and we've seen it all yeah that we might have very differing opinions yeah could it'd be, be cool be to hear ourselves before the film is finished and after the film is finished well after in the same episode right after reviewing all the footage, like I'm pretty confident in how this thing's gonna look for the most part. I'm confident in how it's gonna look. I'm not a thousand percent confident in the like storytelling, like scene to scene. Yeah. Like I think I think each individual scene will be able to stand up to itself, but I'm worried about the whole film. Fair. Well, same. I'm, I'm worried how it's going to connect. And because we were reading our scripts the day of filming and memorizing as we were going, I, I, I knew, for me anyway, I was more focused on getting the line right than delivering it as the character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't really... I wasn't really, like, focused on delivering it as the character until the very end of shooting yeah. yesterday. Well, exactly. Like, near the end of the day, I was always closer and closer the more I had it memorized. But there was just way too much time where it was it was a matter of I just want to get it right rather than say it the way I'm supposed to say THC it. THC and CBD. <laughs> Don't remind me. Granted, your guys is the way that like your characters talk is a, a kind of 
it's pretty similar to how you guys are. I feel like we kind of write characters to act as ourselves, but more like and ex- take a specific point of their personality and exaggerate it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that yeah. helped. That helped um, for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I think I think the acting is going to turn out fine. I'm really curious on how the film's going to sound. I'll make it pretty. Um, yeah, I'll make it. I pretty. think you're going to do fine. And, and then, also, and then if music. We, if we get a if we get a composer, which I hope that we go that route. I think we should go that route. Granted, we'll know once we see the first cut if we yeah. need a. I think a mix one. of I think a mix of that and like uh, just other stuff we can yeah. find or come up yeah. with Filmstro or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't but, think we should use Filmstro. Really? I'm like, I'm like done with Filmstro. I think Filmstro is fine find for like a, like a like a song, and then have a composer. Well, I think Filmstro is like fine for like really small bits or like more quiet ambient music in the background compared to like you want this big epic fight scene and it powerful i feel like a composer would be better and for like no like he's right if we're gonna uh, the route we should go is if for the composer obviously we should not get this whole thing done by a composer it's way too long way too expensive but we should get a main theme from a composer you know what i mean that would probably happen during the battle yeah. scene one of my favorite things that some films do um like uh dune did it and um, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, there's like a, there's like a jingle, like a vi- a thing that mm-hmm. you can hear consistently throughout the every variation mm-hmm. of the like the, the soundtrack, no matter if it's epic or if it's quiet, it's just like a little like a few notes, right? That oh, like a little like a little motif. Yeah, that, yeah. fuck, that's what it's called. Yeah. I definitely want that, and yeah, I think I've we should. I think we should get, you know, even if we don't have like the composer do the entire thing, which we won't, we. T- specific scenes i think we should get individual like motifs and in different intensities to put throughout the film even when there's not a constant or i love that yeah that'd be really good yeah because i just think a composer like i mean we don't have to have the whole film composed but i mean a composer brings a like their whole creative element to it like the whole reason why you bring actors and different writers and all kinds of different people onto a project is because of what they can bring to it Mm -hmm. and when you're the director slash writer slash shooter also making you the person who composes the music with filmstro kind of like like it's just more work that you like like it's not work that you are used to doing it's not like creating music isn't what you do you know what i mean yeah if we got someone who creates music and we ask them and we tell them what we want they can make us oh even better that much better. like the whole point about film and it's the best and it's the worst part is how collaborative you have to be i agree yeah i mean just look at this one I can't imagine working on a set that has like 300 people you have to coordinate things with yeah like, fuck how, that. how on god's green earth do you plan that out we we had a conversation about this. Like, think of, think of quote unquote. Think of how much better, how much easier uh, films will be able to shoot when we have money and the, you know locations and whatever. It's so much weight lifted off your shoulders yeah. when you have one role. Like you're right. just the director of photography, and that's all you have to worry right. about. Especially when you have full faith in your your team to do their parts right. Like you yeah. know that you know Johnny the sound guy is really good at being Johnny the sound guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it. You're just like I'm just gonna do my thing, and if shit is not good, it's not my fault. And up to a certain point, that totally works. But then it's also like when we reach that point, we're gonna be looking back at this and being like, man, I don't have as much as 
as much creative control as I used to, you know? Yeah. Like you don't have, oh, that's why, I, that's why I'm like always going to have control over like how the poster looks and how the logo and, and how it sounds and yeah. this and that. Relinquishing control is tough. It's hard. It's tough. It's hard. Yeah, for sure. And asking for something and not getting exactly what you wanted back, which you have to do a lot as a director. You know what would be sick? What? What? Character themes. I've always loved character themes in in films. So like you know, into the oh. Spider Verse, each Spider Man is his own. Like that's right. Yeah, yeah. I do like yeah, that. yeah. I just think that's it, that helps back back up a character so well. It gives them personality without them having to say anything. Like the Marvel universe, each one of them have. They their all own have theme. their own have their own character. Theme. Yeah. So I don't know where we could make that work in this film. That'd be cool. We can even afford it, but damn, that'd be cool. Yeah. Think of how much, how much we could benefit from collaboration. Do you think this film, well, that's a stupid question. This film straight up wouldn't have been made without us, without us being together and working together on it. I can't believe we pulled it off. Can I just throw that out there? We had five (laughs) days with a rental car, which which we kind of fucked up. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Five days with a rental car to shoot this film that was, let's be honest, too ambitious for the time period that we had. It is the most ambitious film I've made. Yeah. Before that was ten thirty nine three, and that yeah. did not work out. Yeah. That's what you get when you have two people who consider themselves filmmakers working on their fifth films. <laughs> like that's yeah. just well, like, like, I, it's, because- like it's it's in it's in our reach, but it's like we do that to ourselves as filmmakers. Is it's like it's ambitious. It's just too ambitious. Like if we it's literally had, if right we had there. Just one more day that would have helped so much. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we are always a day short. We finished filming like one minute before. <laughs> We had no light left. <laughs> that was basically yeah. how it ended. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. We lost light and we were still filming. It's true. Yeah. Um, not my best work, but I also said that about silent treatment and people loved silent treatment. So like sometimes well, I mean, nothing you make just, is going to be your best work. People just don't notice also. Like we're just too critical on ourselves. Like we're going to talk about this and how we see all the mistakes in it. I, well, yeah. I wish I delivered that yeah. we're the ones making it I wish we would have blocked that out better I wish you would have shot that better I wish the music sounded different I wish the whatever but like nobody else usually notices the flaws that we see well yeah because we're the ones who made it so we see everything but then other Obviously. people it's just yeah. like you know it's good yeah to them yeah I really think this film just just from looking at the footage that we that we filmed it really does encapsulate the three of us, I think. like the, I can mm-hmm. see aspects of what Robert would put in a film. I can see aspects of what Cole would put in a film mm-hmm. and what I would put in a film. Trust me, if I had more creative control, I would have put more weird shit in it. I know you would have. <laughs> I'm glad we toned back on the weird shit, I'm going to be honest. Small filmmakers talk. I think I should make a novelization. Uh, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. And I've thought about that for some of my films. I have thought about that because I was like, bro, I could I could dabble in it. I've dabbled in podcasting. We got filmmaking. Stop. We got music making, you know, cocaine on my dreidel. Shut the fuck up. And I could I could I could dabble in writing and novelize the one film that I really liked the concept of and what I thought had a lot going for it, but just the actual film execution was wasn't bad. Or wasn't wasn't good. Wasn't right. great. Right. Because then I can continue using that without you know of course though asking a bunch of people to read a fucking novel but i'm not expecting to write the next like a 900 page stephen king book so after this project is done what is your next project 
Um, I certainly have one in mind that I want to do. I have a, I have a multiple ideas that I have written down. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, one of them, which was the film that I was working on before this, that I was going to shoot before you guys got here, but kind of got, I just didn't work. I was going to say I got sidetracked. I just didn't, I just didn't work on it. Um, working titles, Daydreamer. Daydreamer. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's I like, I like that's, that a, too. that's the first. This is the first time I've heard this. Yeah, me too. And that's actually a great name. I yeah. like it. I I've like never it. brought this up before. I don't know. You guys know the concept. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share it. Right? No, no. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. We'll does, keep if, it. If it does it work? I I like it. I think I, it works. Yeah, like with that. the concept that you shared with us privately, not on the podcast. I think that it does work. <laughs> not to mention yeah. that could give you like a, you know, the kind of artsy movie poster, the thing that you've been wanting forever. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to go in in a. I'd, it's really, I'd love it's to really hire a painter to do a poster. I've always wanted to do that. I was literally talking about that with this film. I was like, I, I there's people on, um, on like Fiverr and stuff that will do, mm, do the posters like the, like I think, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think they had a drawn yeah. poster. Yeah. Um, Let's just get it to look like the Grand Theft Auto box art. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> Boom. Um, I follow this filmmaker. Her name is Marina Bruno, and she's like only made short films. We but don't every single Bruno. one of her short films has a poster that looks like that, where it's drawn. Like she must either she does it or she knows someone who makes the. But like I've always been jealous of movie posters that like have that handcrafted. Like yeah, like I it's like so it's unique. Like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, where it's like realism. Yeah, and it's drawn over it. Um, well, I've always loved '90s '90s VHS covers because they do that, like Back to the Future, to yeah. the Goonies. That just gets me going. I just, I, I wish I had so a better hard. word, like a synonym to describe it. But I keep saying, like, that when I talk about filmmaking, I want things to be artsy, and I don't, I can't like describe it any more in depth. But you get what I mean. Yes, absolutely. Where like, yeah, it doesn't feel just like a generic kind of thing. I want mm. there to be some sort of like something just some sort of substance besides just like the base i feel like a night to forget was very much just like a it felt like a movie this is a film yeah it's a film it's a film yeah. timeless had an artsiness to it which just kind of uh, again i think timeless is your best film yeah what? i don't think a night to forget is bad by any means i just feel like there was enough emphasis on like a like a theme like a tone mm -hmm. i feel like we did better with this film than that um, this feels more like a night to forget them. This film doesn't feel that artsy. It feels it like a film. This but film I don't know how we could have done that with the feels concept that like we came up with. A night to forget, too. But it, but the ending feels more of like a closer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. I don't love the way a night to forget ended. To yeah. Be honest. A lot of it didn't make sense to me, logically. It's fair right, enough. Like the story, right? Like. It, it, I don't know. I think this is your second stab at that genre. That's what this feels like to me. Mm -hmm. Like, expect to see, like, what I did with Timely, I loved, but my biggest critique that I got was that it was too short, and that because it was too short, I didn't relay enough information. It's kind of hard to know what's going on. It definitely confused the fuck out of me. It's very, like, so I've been thinking about, you know, that's another film where I would take the concept and stretch it out a little bit longer. To make it Novelize maybe 15 that minutes. <laughs> Novelize that bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think we can compensate, like, because uh, my dick so, is small. So far, what we've done so far tiny. in terms of, like, it's composed and shot in a similar way to A Night to Forget, but I think in terms of the artsiness and making it more unique, we can compensate in other aspects, such as the music, 
Yeah. Or um, maybe just the way the film is paced. Can I the just poster. say, in production, the thing that really pulled the entire film together was the one and only broken on 35 millimeter Bro. lens that we had because that thing absolutely slayed that's the reason it looks so similar shot. to a night to forget because the night to forget was solely shot on this the broken on 35 well oh, that's why that film looks so good okay yeah it only was shot on that because i didn't have any other lens but we did shoot a little bit on other lenses which i was really glad to have because the one thing that i that annoyed the fuck out of me was i didn't have another lens to we shoot would... on for any wides yeah so i'd have to get really far away um, there was a car scene in A Night to Forget, and I had to shoot that on a 35 in That's that right. Jeep. Yeah. Which I did the best that I could with it, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah. And if anything, I think that would have I don't know why we didn't do that for this. So so you you get in the back seat of his car and you get in the back passenger seat. That's right. And and um Oscar's in the front, you know, the driver. But when we shot um A Night to Forget, we had um Michael in the back seat and Asher in the front seat, but Michael was in the back driver. Right. So, you so could, when I, I could go back and forth a lot yeah, easier without breaking that. the 180 degree line. So if I could get, I could be in the passenger seat, passenger, passenger seat shooting Michael in the back seat. And I could be in the back seat shooting Asher from the front seat, which would have helped so much if yeah. we did that in this. Right. Um, but we chose not to, because we wanted to have our characters like, like seeing each interacting. other interacting yeah, yeah. Like exactly. that's the one that made a lot time. of sense for me to be right behind him you know right. yeah I mean? so there is like benefits to either side right but luckily we had lenses that well we... and, and the car mount does so much oh yeah work. The, the one thing that the roken on cine can't do or any of those cine lenses is uh body Image stabilization yeah optical yeah. stabilization yeah. so when you put it on the car mount it's going to be so shaky you yeah. might as well throw the footage in the trash yeah so your yeah. your lens helped a lot for all right. of those car mount scenes. Right. Uh, which, by the way, I the next film I do, and maybe the one after that, no fucking car is going to be in the film. They're not driving at all. You know what's We're insane? not mounting anything. I'm, I, I, got, I wasn't even the one operating the car mount most of the time, but just, the, just how much work it was and how much like faith you had to put in when you're driving, it's not, it's so... It, You've had two films centered around a car now? Kind of. Uh, yeah, don't do it. I think my next but. film... Um, I want to, ch which actually aligns with like the film that I actually want to do next, Daydreamer. I want to challenge myself and shoot it in dark environments so that I so can that learn you can lighting. lighting. Right. Yeah, yeah, because I think the one thing that we that would have helped for one, like giving it more character with like the you know the archiness, but also just would have helped some of the scenes is if we lit it better and lit it more like dramatically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, even when we're out in like outdoor environments. Only using daylight sometimes isn't great, and being able to block it. Well, and you know, could also it, be really nice. that also goes into having more people. Because when, because mm -hmm. then you need someone to like hold a diffuser if you're out in daylight. At the at the most, we had a crew of five, which is less than we had from a night to forget. And can I just say, why did we get struck we with like the harshest, brightest weather? For the week. entire week, so everything... Like, I know I talked about we need more dramatic lighting, which tends to be harsher shadows, but not one fucking overcast day for any of the car scenes. Listen, I'm going to say this, though. 
It's also a good thing that happened because the weather was consistent every single day. That's fair. I agree. So I agree. it always looked If it the was same. bad, at least it was bad yes. multiple days in a row. <laughs> I, wish, <laughs> I wish it was always overcast, though. I know. If I could have chose something, the whole film would have been overcast. I'm surprised it wasn't. It's a really weird time for it to be consistently sunny. Like, it's, it's like February, February in California. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're is, getting snow up where we live. This yeah. is the time for it to be overcast. I also 10. want to shoot a film or scenes in the rain or after the rain. I really like the vibe oh, of that yeah. overcast, cloudy, yeah. rainy day. Right. That that is my vibe. When I've it when it's raining, to shoot a film like outside, like in the rain. Yeah, yeah. when it's raining and it's overcast and it's kind of like dreary. That for some reason, that's my day. But I am, again, it makes it again, brightens my mood. Lighting. Is important. It's so important, especially with night, like rain scenes like that. Oh, but those look the best if you can light but them really well. But if you can get well. it right, oh my god, bro! Film Riot made a video on, on how, how to you fake can it. fake it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, just wet a parking lot yourself. I mean, I don't know. Did you watch uh, DSLR video guide at all, or DSLR guide? DSL, DSLR. Yeah, Simon Cade, you know, DSLR I've guide. Seen, I've seen a little bit. Yeah, he made a short film like probably five years ago, but I remember watching the BTS for it. Like, they literally just brought out, like, a giant jug with water and just watered the ground. Just That's to, smart. Just so then you can get the reflections from lights in the yeah, background Yeah, because then stuff. if you want to add no, rain, you can do that dynamic. in post. It's not that hard. Right. Yeah. But to wet an entire film set would be, like, you well, need ag water. <laughs> again, it depends. People. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, people. Yeah. Multiple cars to carry, though. Like, that's always been the problem for me is having enough people to get the thing done. With silent treatment, that was my biggest issue, was having people there to help me. What was the biggest crew size that you had, including the actors? Including actors? Okay, so the biggest day I think we had, I was directing, um, Ron was running camera, uh, I had someone on audio. <laughs> Somebody. No, wait. Silent treatment had no audio. We had nobody on audio. <laughs> it's a silent film. Yeah, we were right. we were we mic'd up the actors uh, <laughs> for the breathing sounds, of course. Uh, we had the two actors. Actually, no, we had three actors, and then I think I had an I had like some random person like helping with like production. So what is that? Seven stuff. Oh no, you had no audio. So that was six. Six. Yeah. I I have a real hard time giving up the camera. Not really? that I don't trust. Like I, I feel like that's I, why I storyboard because I want to direct. Granted, I also want to be the director of photography. Yeah. So that's why I storyboard, and then I'll have someone be my cinematographer, camera operator. Yeah. Everybody's, like I, I feel like I can trust you with a camera, but I'm like very like I. That's what I want to do. I want right. to have the camera. Right. I'm and just like like I and we've talked about this again before. Like. Seeing behind the scenes of Zack Snyder, like he literally takes the camera out of the guy's hand. Yeah, he's like, I'm the cinematographer yeah. now. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also like there are few people that I can trust behind a camera. And now I do feel like I can properly trust you. I mean, I should have been able to trust you given how good the last films looked like they did. look. I, yeah. I will be honest. I was genuinely surprised. With 1039.3, because I was like, this is your first film, and yeah, it looks that, this good? I was, like, blown away by it. Yeah. The composition could have been better. my first film did not look better. like that. Considering you were working with, what was it, a 50-millimeter lens for the whole film? Is that what it was? Uh, like, yeah. I did I did have a 16-55, to 55, but I don't know how much I used that. It was mainly the Canon, like, $100, like, 50-millimeter f1.8. 
your senior short film. Yeah. That your short film that you made in senior year compared to my short film that I made in senior year. That's fair. Ten thirty nine three is infinitely better than morality. However, compared to Jack's feature film slick I can't believe he pulled off an entire feature film and got it in local theaters for a senior fucking project. It was all shot on a point and shoot. It was yeah. shot on a point and shoot. Yeah, literally you know it's that not is? a great looking film at eighty five point seven percent of the time. No, but, but it has like those few shots. The like the, like the shot of um, uh, Switchblade with the with the lighter. That looks great. Like, that like, looks cool. That like the look drone good. shots look good. There's oh, yeah, the a drone couple, shots There's like cool. a silhouette of me. The, like there's a couple. Like, like the, bro, the trailer that you made, very good. Hyped up the film so much. Just Speaking. the fact that that he he made he wrote. Yeah. An hour and a half script. Yeah. Managed to get all the people committed enough. Yeah, that's a to huge be a crew. part of it for that long. Like that, that's for, for a high school project. That's yeah. insane. And people tell me we don't have passion. What a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, that, that's a, a that was a huge crew and like cast for that compared to what we've done for our stuff. Now speaking of trailers, oh I remember we got to do it. I remembered from- that when we, <laughs> we were like, well, when we get the footage, like I was going to make a trailer and the band was like, I want to take a shot at it. I'm going to make a trailer. And then Cole was like, I'm going to make a trailer. And I was just like, OK, <laughs> so we're making three trailers. I mean, well, which not? is the official one. Whoever's well, is the best. We have well, a trailer off. The tra- I, I told you, the trailer that I make is, is for gonna yours. have right. Or and it's is also it, gonna have the bits from the other short oh, films so that it's I a, make. It's, so it's a whole like trailer right, for everything. Right. I, for I the will say that there's one shot that I thought of. I don't know how what the title we don't even know what the title's gonna look like. We don't even know if the <laughs> title is gonna be the title. Yeah. Um we're working on but it. But the shot that I imagined, of course, completely out of context to because nobody is gonna understand it. You walking away along the railroad. And as it does that, where you know, like uh, where it zooms out through text, where oh, like yeah. that becomes, yeah, it's like a part of a letter. Yeah, it zooms out, and then it's all black, and it's the title, and then it goes back to uh, the text turns to white. I was oh, thinking that as you walk away, I thought that would be pretty cool because you need a long shot for something like that, right. a long steady shot, and I think right. that works pretty well. That's cool. That'd be interesting. Oh, that's smart. We'll see if that actually happens. I love that. Yeah, there is. I've never. This is also the first film, and, and this is this has got to be true for you too. The first film that we've ever shot with an alternate ending, yeah. Which is kind of cool. I did have an idea for an alternate ending for Night to Forget, and I ended up not doing it because what I wasn't was sure how I wanted it to end. Well, it was either they end and it's a happy ending. It's not happy. It's more of a melancholy ending, which is what we went with. Versus, um, Michael deciding to kill Asher. Because oh, that would have wit- been way better. Because witnesses, bro. Because he's the one. Because he's the one who killed her, and he's like, I can't let this guy. You were planning that to be the original ending or an alternate ending. That's what I. I had two endings in my mind, and I was like, I wanted to shoot both just to see which one I liked better. Right. I think you were the one who, or you mentioned it, and then I wrote it kind of, and then I was like, that's an option. We ended up not <laughs> shooting it. That would have been a. I don't want to do this to you. That would have been a better ending, possibly. That gives more closure to the character. Granted, then you wouldn't have gotten to do the extra credit scene. For yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. But it, that that an end credit scene has a little significance to what the story of the actual film, and has more significance to what that after credit scene teases that you know that film. I don't know um, if I'm ever gonna make a short film with an after credit scene unless I really have something planned for the like. It's not. I'm I'm hyped, dude. When we go to South Dakota. When I go to South Dakota. When you go to South Dakota. When we both Brandon. go to South Dakota and we shoot this film, 
I am hyping this shit up so much that it has to be really good because I'm making after credit scenes. Like I'm Thanos introducing this character <laughs> to be this like great hey, film. Hey, can you write it and shot list it and storyboard it before you come here? Sure. And uh, let's location scout days before we start shooting. Yeah, sure. Sweet. I mean, if you wanted to avoid show up, I mean, as we're gonna, many things. I mean, here's the thing: we're gonna be in South Dakota, did. and you are gonna have a car for the entire time, so we can totally do that. Um, I think that right, film that'll would, be absolutely easier. That film would very likely require multiple locations. That isn't just like somebody's house. It would require probably like you know, if there's any abandoned warehouses or stuff like that, or offices. It would require. That's cute that you think I can find stuff like that. I mean, I can probably Bro, find there's stuff definitely like abandoned that. Abandoned warehouses like, in the sticks. But like, I gotta. Yeah, but like, I have to like. Some of this stuff I have to get permission for, bro. That's fair, but it's a lot easier to get filming rights there than it is here. True. Um. True. I I do think that no matter how the film ends up in terms of lengthwise, it probably will be our most ambitious thing because of just how. Cutthroat. I, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, the film's called Cutthroat. No, no, yeah, I just if you yeah if you want to know what we're talking about, watch the after credit scene of A Night to Forget, twenty twenty one film by Red Jack Pictures. Um, yeah, I expect that to be very ambitious. It's big. I think it's bigger than this. I don't know if it will be longer, but like I'm ad- imagining the crew that we'll need and the extras mainly. The extras is the big thing. I think it's gonna be so. Pretty big. Please don't cast me in that. You're not gonna be in it. Okay. I God. imagine. Uh, no, Jack. well, I can do. I can be casted in it as long as I'm in it for like a very small. You might like if you need me for like. You're one gonna be scene. the squeegee guy in that. You're film. gonna be the squeegee Yo, guy. Oh, I can finally be the squeegee guy. Yeah. Does, am I related wait, wait, to squeegee guy number one? Dude, maybe. No, there's a can. Squeegee guy number two. Just wait until we just wait until I release. Because uh, for a night to forget, I did the um, did you know thing. <gasps> and then just wait until I re- release the Did You Know? And it's uh, Squeegee Guy number one is actually the brother of <laughs> Asher Reynolds from A Night to Forget. <laughs> um, I feel like you could probably fit a small role. Uh, the the original script that I, like, I have, not the original script, but like, the idea that I have for it, I could see Brandon being a, a supporting role. And obviously Jack is already you know the main lead. He kind of already got himself into that with the after credit scene. Well. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think... I don't think this film warrants an after credit scene, even if it's something that teases something else, because I don't know where I would fit that. You're saying Cutthroat doesn't or this film? This film. I, uh, I, if like, I don't, I don't see it unless, unless if it was specifically an after credit scene for your version, Cole, because um, your version has a different ending that leaves it more open ended for your character right. to the point where he could be a target for. Oh shit! Did we just come up with something on the spot? I think we did. Holy shit! Yeah, I actually, I actually did just come up with that. Yeah, that it would smart. make more sense for that yeah. compared to compared to how the original ending is. Yeah. Um. Well, and technically, I'm still alive in the original ending. Well, yeah, but I'm just in prison. Yeah. I guess so. Are we? Are we? Are we talking about this in in terms of the fact that the viewers have listened to have watched the film already, probably? Yes, this we never will gave be a warning coming, at the this beginning. This will be coming out after. Well, uh, small filmmakers talk is. Uh, I'm changing up. Hold the- for sound. All right, we're good. Small filmmakers talk. Thank you so much again for sticking around. It is it a little weird to like hear Brandon's voice in between segments of the podcast, even though he's in the podcast. You know what? Don't think about it too hard. Otherwise, it's gonna like I don't know. It's gonna make things feel super weird. 
Okay, a little bit of context for this next half. Me and Brandon flew out to surprise Robert for his birthday, his 21st birthday, which was also extremely convenient given that it was shortly after we had also released the film. So we figured it was the perfect time to do a little recap. Welcome back to the Small Filmmakers Talk Podcast. Okay, well, you just returned from the commercial break, clearly. But actually, it's been quite a few months for us. Quite a few? It's been 10 months. It's been 10 months. It's been a while. uh, But we are here. We're on the second half. We're going to get our final perspective after producing the film and releasing it. We're on our way to the festivals, but we finally got it edited and it's finished and we can call it done. Today, here to talk with us again, we have Robert Welch, the director of the film, and Brandon Friesen, who acted across me and did the sound mixing. Uh, Robert was also the squeegee guy. He's going to be a fan favorite. I was the squeegee guy and mysterious prisoner. That's right. At the beginning of the film. That's true. true. That's true. It feels like just yesterday that we were all sitting here doing this. That's right. Yeah. Okay, boys, we're finally on the back half of the film. Uh, When we first did, when we did the first half of this podcast, it was after we had filmed it. Uh, We haven't even listened to it in response, and I don't think we should. I feel like we should just get our raw feelings. Let's just, let's not even, let's not try to compare now how we felt at the beginning. Let's just talk about how we feel. Yeah, I have, we have, none of us have any clue what we said in that original recording. I I do remember being a little skeptical about it, but I think I had. You were skeptical, but hopeful. I was hopeful. I was, I was hopeful, hopeful as well. Yeah, no. yeah. I had a feeling we definitely didn't shoot enough, but I felt like we could save it in the edit, and, and I felt, and end, I was super hopeful for that. In the end, I think we did save it in the edit. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. there was there was a, there was a few moments there that were pretty touch and go, and I was like, this film is going to be ass. And, <laughs> and there are moments that definitely could have been better, but overall, I think we we did something pretty cool. We made some really smart decisions. I feel like s- stuff like the title cards, like the the time yeah, that, segments, that was really a whole brand new idea that we came together. up with later. It's true. We that made a whole really a whole other idea idea for the opening. And, and and how we were gonna do that, but oh yeah, the opening wasn't just gonna be a title card. It was gonna be like a shot of you driving away, and we were. I was, yeah. I was looking at renting drones, and it was just like something like that. That's true. That's something right. a little more complicated. Oh, mm-hmm. we were gonna do um, the opening credits, and then like shots of you guys in the car. That's right. Or like the tires and stuff. You wanted like opening credits on the screen that were like a bigger deal. Shit, you know what we could have done? We could totally could have done like some Google Maps, like long like. On on California or like something like like long drone shot on like the landscape and stuff. That would have been sick. That would have been clever. We were thinking about like having a drone by the tire, following the tires we were driving. A drone. No, I think, I think yeah. we, were, we were just gonna mount the camera. Yeah, there. the car mount. Oh, that might have been it. That would have yeah. been scary. I've yeah. done. I've. We've done that before, though. We did you that did for Nostra. Uh, we did that for Nostra. You can get it to be. You can't get it to work. We've got it to work. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think where we went with it, we kind of made it like a thing, where it's like every every between every scene, there's a title card and says how far they're from the more border. So it kind of brings you along the mm-hmm. the journey yeah mm-hmm. i think as far as post-production fixes go that was a good way mm-hmm. to do it it's all, it also just gives it more character yeah it gave the, the film kind of like a aesthetic thing yeah. to the, make it stand out the whole like branding of the film wasn't even red until i was doing the poster and then i was like you know this could use some color let me just try this random shade of red and i was like oh and then we it and worked then we, we came with the most bomb poster before we even <laughs> started editing the movie like I, I i sat on that for a while who knew the best film poster you would make would be a floating head poster? I know. Can hey. you believe that? Oh my goodness. I just made a wild... Okay, you think about this. You don't see a lot of red until the end of the film. Lana wears pink throughout the film in the beginning, 
and my character is wearing a shirt with a blue accent and his shirt is wearing uh, he's wearing a shirt with a red accent because you're supposed to be at first you know scared of him and you're supposed mm. to think that i'm not and then the, the tables well, yeah, flip at the is- end oh my god guys we didn't even think about it we're involuntary geniuses because orange is more aggressive so it's really it, it, it's it's just like those um like storytelling kind of like like yes. like symbolism yes. kind of thing so yep. you're blue and he's orange opposing colors mm-hmm. one's one's more neutral more calming one's yeah. more aggressive i remember we were originally going to do a character like a character poster where one would be focused on me one would be focused on uh oscar we oh, do have yeah. those and yours turned out great Cole just didn't like his, so we no, never released him. Mine's no. bad. It wasn't that bad. You're just. Really I thought I thought yours was pretty fine. I actually don't know what it is about yours that you don't like. I thought they were pretty cool. Maybe I'll release them at some point. I'll I'll put them somewhere. I think at least yours. I'll put it on my portfolio, just in the photography section. Yeah, that one look cool. Uh, we were so mad because there was a fucking dude with his leaf blower, uh, blowing shit like the when we were trying to film it, and then. He came in clutch when I shot that. It's true. Thing, you can't then see there was him, dust but you can see all the dust in the background, and it's like sick. Cool smoke. Yeah. At first, we were like, ah, "This guy," and then it worked out. Yeah. We were happy about it. Yeah. A blessing in disguise. So the film, it's out. So the film is out. It's been out for a week, week and a half, two weeks. Whenever you release it, a certain amount of time. A certain amount of time. It's been a, it's been about a week. I want to say. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. It's week. been a week. It's been two weeks. It's been no October. It hasn't. October. 21st. Sorry, I was thinking of our original release date. We were going to release yeah. it on the week. 14th. We pushed it back. It's a week and two days. It's a week and two days yeah. since it came out. iPad. Um, and just a matter of days after uh, was Robert's birthday, and I flew out to California without him knowing, and then uh, we surprised him out here. Yeah, we uh, we had no intention of doing this podcast in person. No, until uh, we. Yes, we did. Well, we mean you did. Robert, but Robert had no Robert idea. Had no idea, no idea that that was the. I was intention. just like, yeah, we're just gonna do it on Discord. And everything. Yeah, and yeah, here we are, fun. the same spot we did it last time. That's right. Yeah. No umbrella above us this time. No, we don't need it. It's fine. We're mad. We're we're, we're good. We're raw bros. So overall, <laughs> so overall, what do you think? Ignore the fact that I'm like <laughs> probably the girliest guy of us no, you three. Look great, <laughs> the girliest guy talking about raw bros. I mean, it's, it's what it's what it's gonna be. Overall, now that the film is done, uh, let's start positive. What do you think? The uh, what's your favorite part of it? Ooh, overall, I think the opening scene is great. I love the, the opening, opening running scene. The the sound design, the composition. My favorite scene is certainly the. Uh, the on the side of the road that's that would be up there too the The way i've described this film to people when they want to watch it is i'm like i think we made a really pretty looking turd (laughs) that's the the way i've been describing it i think for me my my favorite parts are literally the beginning the middle and the end i liked the opening running shot i liked the middle where we're on the side of the road and i liked i liked the end i liked the confrontation the fight scene yeah yeah all the driving and the hotel it's not that they're bad it's just that they're boring it's all it's all the it's all the character development the and it's a little on the nose though mm-hmm. it's like i don't think we mm-hmm. we we portray it would be better as like interesting it'd, be, it'd be really good as a feature like if we it really would've, it would have benefited we from really it. went into it well because well, you know, you'd see more spent you're... time with each character you yeah. know you guys traveled across the entire state we do see bits of it like you start out western nevada and then you're driving and then you're closer to you're in san francisco okay. and then you're in santa cruz and then you're at the border of mexico you could make this a feature you i could. will say so you made slick trigger once right. upon a time yeah. which i have to mention which, on your which podcast. one the series or the are we talking about the series or the, the movie film? okay the film you okay. made yeah and i was always really impressed by it because it, you were in high school and you made a feature-length film i think yeah. that's pretty crazy yeah this 
in total, without cutting anything, it was like 40 minutes. Yeah. And we did this in five days. So and maybe making a feature-length film isn't quite as lofty of a goal as I thought thing, it if was. Here's the thing. If we spent it double the time... It isn't, and it is. When we were... We had a surprising amount of organization in... When we shot Slick Trigger... It's funny how it makes it into every single, every single episode. episode. Yeah. I can't avoid it. When we were shooting Slick Trigger, we didn't even have scripts. We just had ideas, and there we didn't no have shot lists. We didn't have a fucking boom mic. Oh, like, shit. like maybe a couple scenes we had a boom mic. And you, you filmed know? the whole thing on a point and shoot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it was high schoolers filming on literally what our parents gave us. But you had a lot of people working on it, which I think is what made it really wild. For sure. Yeah. Like, if we had double the time to shoot this, if we did this in, what would that be, like 12 days? Yeah. We could have made an 80-minute, we could have made a feature film if we really wanted to. Just, the, the, if you've never made one before, the idea of shooting an hour to an hour and a half long film, that sounds crazy. Sounds intimidating. But, but honestly, a 40-minute film is the bare minimum for a feature at film festivals that is technically a feature film. Yeah. So if we added just three more minutes to the script... We would have made a feature film, technically. 40 minutes is a... 40 minutes. That's really? the bare minimum for feature films. Oh, just add films. three minutes of credits. Yeah. Boom. Feature film. There we go. You Easy. could add the... Uh, you ever watch The Office? No. Oh, Never. yeah. That that line. Oh. We need to somehow find a way to fit that into the film in like an no, extended cut. I, I think it cut. should be like, you ever watch The Office? And he's like, nah, never needed to. And it's like, you ever smoked weed before? Nah, never needed to. <laughs> so we just, we just repeat the same shot. <laughs> that would be so funny. We have the same extended edition. Oh, my God. Same shot, but we have Brandon dub it twice, so it just sounds slightly different, but it's very clearly the same it's, shot. It's clearly the same. <laughs> That'd be good. Let's do it, and let's see how many people catch on by listening to this podcast. All three viewers were like, yeah, listening <laughs> no at home. Yeah. yeah. This two-hour-long yeah. yeah. episode. Uh, what's, what's, what's your guys' favorite moments? That we? I love I'm, the I'm, opening running scene. I already just told you. I already told you mine. I had a great time doing the sound for that. That was my favorite uh, scene to do the sound for, just because it was—I don't know—it was—it was intricate but not annoying. Because when you're working with all the foliage of me running, it was like everything kind of just worked as I put it in. Nothing needed to sound super specific, other than like the boots when they hit the ground. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the only thing that was like I needed to time perfectly. But everything else, yeah. was like I could just slap in leaf rustling sounds, and then that was just a lot of fun to put together and layering all that. Um, Layering is the best part of sound design. Yeah. Because you can really like make things intricate. You can make some interesting sounds by just taking That's what I was telling uh, Robbie here as I was putting it together. The fight scene, all those punches and shit that I have, that's like, that's never just one sound effect. I was always layering like six different sounding punches. It made them sound really nice. Yeah. And that's that's how you make uh, fight scenes sound super impactful. And then there's the, uh, there's this spike in the train tracks I really that he like pulls that out you said yeah. we're like uh was like 11 sound effects on top of each other yeah that's like 11 different layered sound effects that's just to make crazy that. i couldn't find like a spike pulling out of a railroad sound so i found so you made one i found pieces that i'm like this would be part of it like the like a shing sound that, that's mm-hmm. what i opened it with mm-hmm. and then i had some gravel sounds in there and then just a few more that stacked on top that really made it sound like oh that is a rail spike coming out of the ground yeah so it's really satisfying when you can when you can pull that off i really liked the, how the fight scene sounded and looked in the end yeah um yeah because people don't realize how much can go into s- something as small as that no yeah. we when we were when you were editing the main film you were talking about how like <laughs> shit it was without any sound well yeah like, for a, a lot of it like i was just i was watching it ungraded <laughs> there was no sound at all because i muted it because it was just you guys going oh 
<laughs> because because we weren't we knew we were gonna dub the whole thing because you you know you can't pick all that up. There's so many gravel noises, and so it just I was like, this is so ass. Were because, we editing then, it as we went? What do you mean? No, like when like we, every night we'd throw it in no. Premiere and be like, we were just we looking were, at we footage. were messing around with it. We were doing like grades and stuff. It wasn't until I got like the final grade on, then I was like, okay, it's coming together. And then Brandon gave me the sound effects they did for it. I was like, okay, this fight. I think good. that's one thing I need to change is I need to start like editing as I go. Essentially, like that's typically a day of put it straight into the timeline. We spent so much time. We for every single day we shot this. We woke up at seven or eight in the morning. We were filming the whole fucking day. We did not want to sit down and do more work. No, we were under crazy stress, too, because we had that car, which we needed for the film for, for five, five days. days. Yeah. And, and we had to give it back. So it was a crazy. I think we're going to have way more lax and fun of a time when we shoot cutthroat and yeah, South Dakota. It's going to be way more laid back. No so more cars. We're going to have so no more cars. Many car scenes. No more no cars. car scenes in cutthroat. No, no, no. We can have cars. It, 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 no it more. Just, we don't have to worry about hurting someone else's thousand dollars worth of damage. And we're, at least, you know, that movie's not going to revolve around two dudes in a car. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. It's, true. It's, so you know, if we have a car, a car involved, there, it's not going to be, yeah. Well, even on top of that, just filming car scenes is kind of annoying because you have to do the whole car mount situation. The car mount's rough. We never thought to take that stupid headrest off the seat so you could get a better shot of me in the back seat until the end of the film. So it's like, I don't know, car scenes are just kind of annoying. Yeah. They're, they, they're an obstacle for sure. I will say when it came to the sound, uh, doing all the ADR was a pain because for some reason my mic was trash for like half the film. Yeah, your love. Yeah, so love there was quite a bit of ADR happening. I want to get some new loves. We got some new loves. Always new things to buy and things to improve I think on. it was because you were, the volume of your voice was changing so much. Maybe, but I had mine turned down. I was trying to compensate for that. I kept it quieter than Cole's was just because I fluctuated. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know what it was I don't exactly. know what could have caused that. I, I hate I hate loves. I just hate working with them. Oh, I hate yeah. the stupid wireless transmitters and their big fucking clunky things with their little like antennas. I hate it. It's yeah. dumb. I want to yeah. get like the, the road gonna wireless goes. If I'm going to do lobs, uh I want one pair of wireless goes just for like it's, really so small and convenient. really on the go type things. But other than that, I want to get some of those like 32 bit flow like like recorder packs that aren't. That was the other thing. We oh. would have been so fine if if lobs weren't digital and they were analog because then we could have brought back all of the clipping like we could with all the boom stuff yeah. with the zoom f6 yeah but true. we were recording onto um we were we were recording on the zoom yeah. f6 but it was digital yeah. to analog well, so let's, let's just have a boom F2s. guy in the back seat also holding a boom <laughs> that yeah that's a great idea you wouldn't be able to see him we can mask him out green Easy. screen we'll green screen him out yeah. green screen just just get a can we'll of green the, screen paint yeah we'll paint the, paint the boom mic paint green. the boom mic guy so Nobody will see it. Paint the guy. Paint the guy green. Just get a morph suit. Yeah. Paint the boom pole and the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I, I think the film turned out great in terms of how it looks. I just it, it came down to the the dialogue of the film that I think was if we were going to change anything, that's what could have been touched I up. Yeah. I I'll tell you what, this movie sold me on the broken on the broken uh, on dirty lenses. the Cine DS yeah, ones. Those yeah. are fire. Um, yeah. That's what we shot a lot of the film on, and then your your wide angle lens, and then my um. Tokina? Yep, I have a... 10 to 16 or 11 to 16? Yeah, you have an 11 to 16. Surprisingly sharp lens. I have a 16 to... Or it's a 17 to 55 Sigma f2.8 that okay. we shot some of it on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the dialogue is where I think definitely... Because th we put we put some effort into crafting like the general structure of the story and then like character... not, not The character arc 
in a sense more just like character how they develop throughout the story mm -hmm. and like just making very clear the difference in the dynamics between how your characters act and how they view the world but then when it came down to the actual dialogue writing there's some scenes that are like that's good and then there's like you are not the father of my child you are not the be. father of my child that's the worst part is the is the monologue part i think is the worst written part of the film i think everything else is passable i, I don't think i have I don't much think of a problem a with it it's a horrible monologue but but, it's just it's like it's it, it is but edgy. it fits the character because the character does come off as like an edgy i think i know better than you i think he's a guy. 4chan incel that's the, it, and that's if the you move. look at the film like that i feel like it stands up fully well, no. yeah it doesn't we don't sell enough that that's what he is yeah. if he's like, we should have had a sheltered... shot of him on 4chan on his phone <laughs> that would have been really if he's, good if he's a 4chan like sheltered incel he watches all those movies with like generic villains and he's like i'm gonna do that and then he and then that's why his monologue sounds like it if we if we were in the hotel scene instead of him being on facebook he was on 4chan it would have made so much more sense oh shit what, what app are you using 4chan, 4chan. <laughs> oh my god could you imagine that would that should be in the extended cut too we should cut we away and we'll just dub it with 4chan yeah, 4chan and you're very clearly saying facebook but yeah, i mean what's the real 4chan. difference let's be real face well it starts with facebook so 4chan <laughs> I just, no, I, that really can't work. I, I have more problems with it than just the uh, the Cole, uh, Cole's monologue, Oscar's it, monologue. It, it I just feel like the pacing of a lot of things is off. It's just weird. I well, one also in that same scene where I'm like, if that's even your real name, that's a terrible. I think what that's do you a terrible mean? line. That's overdone. What? Well, because it's, it's cliched. It is. It is a little cliche. We did, want to, we did want to include I, I hate it. cliche lines. I we, don't like cliche lines. Yeah, we wanted to include it to kind of allude to like, yeah, that's like might not be his real name because why would this yeah, guy who does all these stupid, horrible things? That, that is that is a Disney Channel level. You guys might want to come see this kind of line. <laughs> that's even your real name. <laughs> it's the same energy, and uh, I don't know the whole scene in the car where like we're talking about weed and giving an in-depth explanation between CBD and THC. <laughs> It's just a lot of really unnecessary That's dialogue CBD, that I think could have been replaced THC. with more clever ways. If it was a feature, you could keep it. You could keep yeah, the you dialogue. Could, again, if you have more time to work with, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But because we're working in a 30-minute film, the pacing's super awkward, which is why I feel like Oscar's yeah. whole... Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. What you're, you're describing right. as a character arc kind of comes out of nowhere. Like mm. I know we do hint at it a few times, and some people did catch yeah. on to it. There is build-up as well in, like in the latter half of the movie. Yeah. So I don't feel like it comes too much out of nowhere, especially even when he starts getting it aggressive because he's just getting desperate. Yeah, He's like, he made this connection with Sawyer and Sawyer is now abandoning him after he finds out like the truth. So he's trying to damage control and then he can't do it. So he's like, fuck it. The only thing I know about you is that you have this daughter and it's like, I'm going to no, touch and her. I get that, but it just could have been done in a such I'm a way more clever way. <laughs> like to have it slowly build up and then people know before that moment would have been really good. Mm -hmm. but, like that's that, that's like the big shelling moment but if we kind of gradually introduce it a little better I think some better. people realized it right away uh, when I did a watch party with my friends uh, the opening line of that Oscar says is like yeah yeah I'm definitely your driver he just goes that's sus it's not that we my did little it sister it caught all. that too my little sister got, so I do think people are smart enough to catch it yeah. no and again I don't think it, it was done terribly I just think it could have been done better if yeah. I was going to change anything about the film that's what it would be also we wouldn't. We would have rehearsed the whole thing more because we yeah. were we were revision using our scripts rehearsal? as we were filming. Revision, rehearsal, blocking, lighting. Yeah. 
That's Light, crazy. Lighting could have been a little better. That whole fight scene could have been choreographed even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think considering we did not yeah, choreograph Yeah, we didn't try it at all. We didn't choreograph no. any of it. We kept it. saying we were going to do it, and then we played we did, the Wii We did Sports. have an idea, though. Yeah. We, had, we had an idea. Oh, my God. We got to choreograph it tonight, guys. After we golf. <laughs> yeah, we just after went to we bed. golf. Your amazing uh, streak of losing terribly at every Wii golf game we play. Yeah, I'm pretty incredible. Yeah. I'm pretty incredible. So, okay, I want to get each of your guys' perspectives of editing the film. I suppose we'll start with Robert. Editing the film, what was that process like? How long did it take you to start? How long did it take you to finish? What were the biggest obstacles in your way? Ooh. It did take me a while to start after we first, because I, I knew for like the next month I was not going to do it. Um, I don't remember when I exactly started. It might have been like in May maybe late April is when I started editing the film, like for like seriously sure. going in order. Um, biggest obstacle was probably color grading because there's some shots that are not incredibly well exposed. The hotel scene is a little darker than I wanted it to be. The lighting is a little flatter uh, in some parts than I want, than I wanted it to be. Um, as well as the uh, the through the windshield driving scenes mm-hmm. um, that we needed to use when we cut stuff. I needed to use it to transition between things. So it's like I couldn't just avoid how that shot looked. I didn't really like it. Um, grading was probably the hardest part because I think I put the most effort into grading something in this film. I had multiple layers of, uh, you know, plug in the effects and stuff, just trying to make it look real. But I think it's probably my best looking film, both in, in yeah. composition and grading. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Also, just getting over the like the process of it. Just like I'm watching this film, it's ungraded. The dialogue is not mastered. There's no there's no sound effects. There's sometimes there's just no audio at all, and I just have to kind of like keep going because I know it's going to get better and it did it got a lot better once the pieces started to like fall into place and everything it's Actually, a waiting game it's a waiting game biggest obstacle is. is Premiere Pro itself that program <laughs> crashes so easily yeah. and we um, granted we had so many files in that like it was so the, you're working with 900 files you know it's crazy it was such a big project with so many files and multiple sequences we had a giant like fucking four hour sequence of syncing everything syncing all the audio to the video and, and so it was all what over a the time. place. Did you what a time. Did you auto-sync that? I, I did an entire like sequence where I put all the stuff out, and then I went through, and I just... It's it's kind of... T- it's it's tough. I found all of the... This is why I want to get time code generators. Yeah, I found all of the <laughs> audio I don't files deal that, with we, this shit anymore. that were like the takes, and then I threw them into Isotope to dialogue isolate them, and then I just synced them up with the audio and then did the synchronized thing. And yeah, I was originally supposed to do that, and I'm glad I didn't have to. Yeah. I had to leave for a week. I did it for yeah. you because I was like, I need, we helping a homie. Yeah. Helping a homie out. Yeah. Okay, oh. Brandon, what was it, what was it like editing the audio for the film? A pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pain in the ass because we filmed this thing in February, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like in the next month or two, couple months, I'm going to probably start on the sound. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so I didn't start till like mid-September and between February and August, I had all the time in the world to do it. It would have been just a great, a great stretch of months for me to. to you waited until you were busy to do it. I couldn't do it because you hadn't edited the film until September. Basically, I didn't have a full cut to work with. The film was edited before that. I started editing it in May. We had a cut in like June or we, July. We didn't. Yeah, we did. No, I we could, didn't. I could show you the YouTube upload. We had the 37-minute 
original cut of the film. Well, that wouldn't have helped. I needed the actual cut that we that we finished. Yeah, but with. then we started like working through it. Because I got the film when when Anna got the film for the once rough edit thirty seven minutes six months ago. I couldn't have worked with that. That's it was not the April. version of the film. That, yeah, but that then we ended with. But then we kept working on it. I had I had the edit. We we talked about what we were cutting out. It had to have been ready in June. Because if six months ago, what was that? Uh, fucking April. So the first edit was done in April. I definitely had it done by June. I swear there was a reason I couldn't start till September. I think it's because we wanted to cut the film down, and I didn't want to start till we cut the film down. That might have been the reason. I'm 100 percent sure it was the reason. And then we sat because I would have started in June if I could have. Then started we sat in there June. and we're like, "What did we cut out?" And then, we, I mean. and then we never talked about it. We're like, "What are we gonna cut out?" Yeah, like, and to be fair, we were dragging our feet a lot with this thing. We were. Yeah. I think we uh, we went through valleys there where we were all like, "This film's gonna be shit." And we yeah. were also all busy. Some of us were busy. Some of us, Some just... of us were busier than others. That's for yeah, sure. So anyway, I, started... I was busy off my ass. It was crazy. Luckily, you didn't have any post-production stuff to do besides uh, some of the VFX. Right. True. You right. didn't have a super important, crazy part of the film. No, and I think that for me has benefited me a lot because I've watched this film and I, it, it is one of my favorite films that we've made. I can see as many flaws as you guys can see, but I think just because that disconnection is there. And this is my first time coming back acting too, and I don't hate it. It's like a, it's a good positive experience. I think the reason I'm more critical about it is I know you, Cole, and mm -hmm. I know you to be a big equipment guy. Mm -hmm. You're a big camera guy. Mm -hmm. You like all the all the hardware, and that's uh -huh. like the thing that you kind of hyperfixate and obsess over. Sure, which is good. A person needs to be like that. I'm a big story guy. I really want story to be good i don't know I, I mean give a shit i agree with you on. i i see as many imperfections as the in the story as well right i'm not saying you i'm don't. the one who wrote it we didn't fucking re revise it either like no. i'm well aware yeah. we revised it a little bit we looked through it and we were like we don't like this line i don't like this line but like a full revision no for yeah. as much effort as we put in and i it wasn't as much as maybe i wanted or meant to I still think it's good, and I had a really good time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still glad we did. Like, I wouldn't want to not release the film after yeah. all that. Yeah. It's just I, I know how I feel about stuff that I make, and this being like a collaborative project, this had the potential no, to be like the best thing ever. There's yeah. a so. certain feeling I have when people bring up things that I've been in. or you Yeah, know, right, right. Yeah. So, I don't know, I've, I've, I just wanted the story to blow people away. When people are like, don't go outside, I'm like, yeah, I like don't go outside. And then I remember how I look in don't go outside, don't and I'm like, I don't like don't go outside. You're a pretty man. I mean, nothing beats Slick Trigger. This film's got nothing on that. Oh my God, Chris Slick Bullock. Trigger. Jesus no. Christ. All right. Anyway, so I, I started the sound in September, uh, and then I had like a month to do it, because you guys picked the arbitrary release date of October 14th. Like, yeah, that's when the film's going to be done. <laughs> well, we needed to set, because I, I, we, we... That was a pretty good date, though. We got really close to it, and we, 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 yeah, we pushed it back almost, a week. Because I was frustrated we that we it. were dragging our feet, because I know I, I know I had the edit done. Like I know I did because I was getting frustrated at, not, at you not doing anything for a little bit of time. And I was just like, man, we're really just fucking not doing it. And I was just like, we need to just set a date because if we don't set a date. We're well, not going to start when you did it, but I'm not allowed to do it. Yeah. It took you a month to work on the film, but that was fine. But oh, when Brandon drags his feet a little bit, what the hell, dude? Yeah. Where's the film? That's not fair. I just want to be. Eat shit. I just want to be. Eat shit. This film was not going to come out in June, even if I started working on it right away. I remember away. when we, yeah, we were like, yeah, we're going to start on this right away. The original when... thing was summer, summer 2022. Yeah. And then it was fall 2022. Yeah. You didn't start the damn thing till April. 
Anyway, so when, when I finally did start, we, we I got on a roll and we started doing things. The, the opening was a great time. I, it gave me like a really positive mindset for how it was going to go. Yeah. Because again, doing that opening running scene was the first thing I did and it just went really smoothly. Everything after that was a pain in the ass. The fight scene took me forever. Um, I like how it turned out in the end, but the, the hardest part of the fight scene was we hired a composer to do the film and she nailed some parts and some parts just didn't match what we were going for. I have a feeling it's probably because uh, we took her in really, really late on the process. We did. She didn't, you know, get any sort of feeling of of uh, entirely what we were going for. You know, she didn't get the scripts. We didn't even much less talk to her in person and give her like a, like what the film itself is supposed to feel like. No, I, no way I do. I think it's even her fault. We um, sent her reference tracks of what we thought it should sound like and we never actually talked to her. It was all like in texts over Snapchat right, basically. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that on us that we could have coordinated that a little bit better. But even with that, given that much, that, that amount of uh, ineffective communication, I feel like she pulled off a really good amount of it. Like the opening's good. Um... I feel a little awkward about the MIDI stuff, and that's really about it. Like the Bowser's Castle kind of sounded. No, I like all the uh, the ambient tracks. That's probably my my least favorite thing. Everything else, I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you that I don't like it. Right, right. I mean, like, so I, I moved around her compositions a lot because mm. I think some things work better in other places. I moved uh, a lot of her ambient tracks around because I think those were the best things that she put together. The yeah. ambient tracks are good. Those yeah. those really suited some of the tense, awkward scenes. Uh, they worked well in the, the final battle, but, like, the final fight scene was so far off from what, like, we needed. It, yeah. it needed to be intense and action, like, like a classic yeah. action movie. Yeah. That's just not what we got. So I don't I just don't know if that was in, like, her library. If that was something that she could have even I think what she was composed. working with was a limited selection of, of sounds. Like, we were thinking, like, real big drums, and I don't think she even had that in her repertoire. Yeah. So eventually, like, after hours and hours and hours, I'm doing this fight scene, I'm doing all the, the, the actual sound effects, and I'm like, I have no music to go with this that works. And, like, hours into it, I finally happened to find something in my sound effects library that was just, like, this tribal drum thing going on. It was great. It turned out really well. Yeah, so after splicing that around, I think it was that a really perfect, fit the fight it, it scene. It fit perfectly, too. Yeah. It fit really well. Also, I, I, I thought some areas of the film needed some more uh, kind of tense synth stuff, so I added that throughout the film. I think that worked pretty well. And that in tandem with what Anna put together, I think really, I think in the end we got a great, great sound for the film. I really like the notes you gave her for the car scene. It was such a simple track, but she just did feel like acoustic plucked oh, yeah, notes. the side of the road. For the side of the road, the sunset car yeah. scene. And I really like how that sounds. Yeah. I thought that, that suited that scene perfectly. I wish yeah. we had more of that throughout I, the film. I don't know if we mentioned this at the, at the, on like the other podcast recording, but like there wasn't a, like a theme we really had for the film. Not like a musical theme, but just like a theme. And that, so mm. I don't know if it was before or after that, that we were like, want to do some, want to make it like Western. I think it was before. Yeah, Where, that's when we started coming up with that, and I feel like we did good at kind of like establishing that. It's yeah, been like it might have the, been like right before we yeah. kind of realized. And like the branding and the trailers, um, it's like the opening. So there's there's a lot of like acoustic instruments. There's a because yeah. I wanted to go for something just a little a little bit of like a western kind of thing. I think the only thing that we we should have done, even though it would have been so fucking cheesy is when you go across the train tracks, you have your classic Western cowboy showdown. We should have had, though. The good, the, the bad, and the ugly play. The, the, I was told... Because some, we had the close-up shots of your guys' eyes. One person told me they were totally expecting, like, a... Like a, a gunslinger weight. showdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That like would have been the, sick, though. I would have been into that. 
it would have really hammered home spaghetti the spaghetti western baby. I think that mm. might have that if we would have included if we would have managed to get those two shots that might have made the film at an least extra point. an extra yeah yeah it would I think it would significantly be a a lot better in our minds maybe we'd be Shh. like wow that's really cool Spe- it's a western speaking of that western sound effect we used I, I made a mock up of what I thought the, the film should sound like at the start and that's where that sound effect came from but it was built into like a bed that we didn't have the rights to so yeah. shout out to my buddy Joel for recreating that sound effect yeah it sounded <laughs> shout almost out to exactly Joel. Yeah, shout out to Joel because I was like I still want to use this but I can't it, it's built into the music so it'll, you'll hear the whole part of the track where that plays so like, can you just isolate this sound and like recreate that and he's like yeah and he did it in like 10 minutes that's crazy cool yeah, yeah. so big fan of that what a guy Brandon, let's talk about acting in the film. And in tandem, we'll talk a little bit about... Uh, it was really tough to play squeegee guy. Directing. Not going to lie. Sure. Especially uh, because I didn't know I remember, firstly, I want to say, I remember uh, I, I, I've been editing this, you know, our last episode with Danny and Lana on the SMMT podcast. And uh, I remember us briefly talking about your directing style and how you give basically no direction to the actors. Yeah, that's actually my directing style. I'm just like, you guys you guys go for it. Your directing style is no directing style. I'm, I'm more of like a supervisor. That was my biggest problem with you. You need to work you on your directing And I didn't, I didn't know that's what I would have wanted because I think I like to have control over things that I'm doing. But when in that scenario, I wish you had a better idea of what you wanted out of us yeah. when filming that. You need to work on your directing actor that's, skills. You know, you know what I was told? I was told that last time I shot a film they were like hey you work on your directing <laughs> you would basically you? just say action and we'd be filming and be like yeah that was good even if it wasn't and then like that was no but sometimes it was like it, it's really hard to put it into words what I want and I don't know how to describe like certain ways I want you to in, like put inflection on your voice a lot of the time I'm just like yeah that's good listen when I work with voice talents in the voice booth if I don't get what I want I will say it myself. Yeah, same. And no, get them to just repeat it. Back I have. To me. That's I, how there you do have it. been a few times where I've had an actor do it more than a few takes because I'm like, that's not quite like. Like I will go sit where they're sitting. Yeah. and then do it myself. Like do that. Do exactly that. Repeat it back to me, and then they'll do but it. But I don't. I won't. I won't necessarily be like that. But I want to like you know. I'm that trying, trying to be really, trying to that's a really smart move. That's the way to do it. Because if they can see it, they can do it. But sometimes you can't, they don't know what you're thinking. You have to show people. What some you're people, it's hard to though, describe it, but it's easy to do it. Some people don't respond well to that, though. Well, that's their problem. Well, well yeah, because they do. <laughs> if I was directing a film, which one day I hope I can direct a film with you too, that's mm. how I would do it. That'd be cool. Just because I want to make it yeah. the way. Some people probably wouldn't take well to that because it is like, like you're directing them, but that is writing the line of like you're just telling them what to do. Which exactly. is, is kind of taking away the liberty of the actor to like act. Like but this is how directors them, work in Hollywood. But you need to direct them a certain amount, obviously, but you also need to give the actor a certain amount of creative freedom to move because that's why they're there. They're acting. Yeah. Tom Holland did an interview where he was talking about uh, the Uncharted movie, and he said it was one of, it was a very difficult experience for him because the director wouldn't give him the direction that he needed. You know, a good director will isn't afraid to show you what he wants and i think most actors who don't have uh, uh, uh ego will respect that you know what i mean no yeah mm-hmm. the director knows what the vision of the film is no and yeah if, and if they're willing to show you like i think that's commendable so i don't think any i don't think a director should be afraid but, to show exactly what he wants and, and but then... but you can also like 
express that to someone without like directly like if you want someone to be really aggressive you can just tell them to be more aggressive like like if this is a four on a one on a on a, yeah, that, on a scale that should to be 10, the first thing you should do but if you're you still know, not getting what you want like, right literally then do you it gotta, for like, them and then like, right, right. yeah i remember i was directing a short film that never came out called permanence and i was really trying to get this person to like really like freak out and they were just like not doing it and i like grab i like grabbed them by the shoulders and i was like I was like screaming in their face to, and they were like screaming back at me. And then I was like, okay, 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 action. <laughs> and then, and then they were good. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Cause you got it. Sometimes you have to meet them on their level to help them get there. Match their, yeah. match their energy. Yeah. It's like what we did earlier. I just walked, you just walked into my room and I, I screamed and then you screamed back at me and then we just started yelling at each other. Like, <laughs> exactly like, that. Just, like apes. We were just like, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've seen you know like really intense like moments on set like from like a behind the scenes perspective where it's like they're about to shoot something really really intense and like super emotional and the director's like whispering in like the actor's ear or something like it's super quiet on set and then there's other times everybody's like woohoo yeah you know they're shooting like a giant action like you just gotta like match the energy and usually it'll just kind of like naturally come out and I do feel like we had a good amount of that on set because it's a comedy and it's like somewhat serious yeah but we relied yeah. a lot on the comedy to like really make the the drama like feel heavy yeah i think we had some really great moments and then some moments that needed some work and that all came down to us not rehearsing it ahead of time yeah yeah like, the mood though the mood i feel like the mood matched of just our normal trip and just sort of how the film I feel like the tone of the film came out yeah the tone was good yeah because it still maintains like a, a level of seriousness where but it's like where we're the, just we're the jokes on. don't overpower the whole thing yeah like it's more like sarcastic jokes or maybe just like awkward moments not just like a really just like in your face like haha look at me i'm making a funny joke yeah no they were like they were i think we wrote the jokes that we did have well into the script that it felt mm -hmm. like yeah. a natural thing so it wasn't like super say. weird when it's like there's a balance of i'm gonna drop the obamas off at the white house and I do I I kill women or something. <laughs> I do think something in terms of the writing that we did really well and I mentioned this before I've said this multiple times. Um we didn't explicitly say what Oscar has and hasn't done. It's left up to the viewers to determine and I like, like that. give yeah. their own headcanon on what he what he's done cuz even when he's like talking about his daughter and stuff, he doesn't say what exactly he's going to do. Yeah. He's just like I'm going to adopt your daughter. That could be wholesome as fuck. I'm Who gonna knows? Be the, I'm going to be the father of your child. I have citizenship. Clearly, you don't at this point. Like, I'm the not gonna, show. I'm the yeah. father. I clown on the fight scene a lot for the monologue and some of the acting, but there are moments of the fight scene that I do like. Honestly, the, I do like my the favorite. I like the fighting part of the fight scene. My actual favorite line of the film is yours, and it's when you say, were you going to kidnap the girl on the corner before I got into you the seem car. Just, you seem just very bamboozled. It's You're like, so, what the shit it's are such you like going? A, oh shit, like it's all out of the bag moment. Like such a line that like really like, like it makes your stomach drop. Like yeah, shit the elephant in is the room. actually going to go yeah. down starting now. The elephant in the room is no longer an elephant. Exactly. Yeah. In the yeah. room. Yeah. I think you like that line more than I do, <laughs> but I don't, I I don't hate the line. I think it's really good. Well, thanks. I think it's overlooked, honestly, and it's underrated line, and we're not the same. Serialist. Okay, there's a lot of moments in that fight scene that I, I come across better. Were you gonna kidnap the girl 
That's, and then I like so your good. I like your response where you you try to make a mockery out of it. You're like, <laughs> really, really? Do you really think I would do that? Even though I he told totally you, was but doing I it. lost my, my phone. phone so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, what am I gonna do? I think overall the intensity the intensity of that whole scene was pretty good. I, I like the hotel scene. The car scene, yeah, the car scene leading up to the fight. The car scene's scene. my favorite scene. I think it, I so think good. It probably Which is crazy raises how... the stakes because it gets more intense, yeah. and then it it just kind of builds off of it until yeah. Oscar just kind of blows a fuse. My, my thing about the, that car scene, or the, the we're on the side of the road, is that I feel like that is the f- only scene in the film, and this could just be from the perspective of somebody who was in it, and I know that's not me. That <laughs> particular scene doesn't feel like we're acting. There's just something about it that just, just felt, two dudes that just felt really like authentic to me, and I don't know what it is about I'm it. Not gonna hurt you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> just and worked I hope well. You're not gonna hurt me. Yeah, Brandon. it was just like a casual conversation, it, but it. Okay, it came off pretty Technically, good. the hotel was a casual conversation, too. And I do like the hotel yeah. scene for different reasons. It's just yeah. that we had more that we needed to accomplish in that scene in terms of, of, of mood and, like, um, exposition to an extent. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yeah, yeah, character backstory. Yeah. And that, that scene I still, I still think more... the hotel scene was also good. I do. I do like the hotel scene. It was good. Followed up by, you know, the scary in right. the bathroom scene. Right. Yeah. The... <gasps> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, originally, the there wasn't a sound for the that. White House. Because it just wasn't in the thing that I gave you, so you open the door and Cole doesn't make a single yeah. sound. But I, I when I went back and I, I had to fix something because I uploaded the film and then I was like, "Fuck, I've mixed, I've messed this up." And I was like, "I'm also gonna change this." So I just took the original recording from the camera Let's and just go. And <gasps> I'm glad you added that. Yeah. Let's go. It was an awkward pause there without it. That's dope. dude. I think this worked very well for your character. Uh, the long hair. You wouldn't have pulled up off the uh, the prisoner thing with your cu- no. And I remember I was actually going to cut my hair before we showed up. So I'm glad you didn't do that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to rock it just because I think you had this the would scruff. The you had the long right? hair. It's like I, I it you fit it. Nope, and it we weren't trying to make you like this hardened badass. You were just like a guy who's in prison. So it's like, yeah, I'm a bit of a prick, but like, yeah, like you could have been in for like tax evasion. You know what yeah. I mean? That was one of the things that I, I, when we initially were planning the film, that I, I saw going very differently. I thought by the end of the film, Sawyer should be a lot more likable than he is at the start. I don't think we portrayed that as well as we could have. It's not that I Sawyer think you get is to likable like... by the end, but he is like, he's still too much of a dick. Like you're, I, you're, you're a bit of a prick, but you're yeah. a good guy. I think we we really tried to hammer like home the the fact that he was in jail. He did he did a pretty shitty thing. He was a drug dealer. He sold hard drugs that you know fucked up some people's lives. But he right, did but it for I, I a was, noble reason. In hindsight, it wasn't he, a good idea, but he, he did it to help he, his He only hurt daughter. one person in the way. And, yeah. And, and, and it and was you just decide, like a couple you, hundred bucks from like some yeah, rich girl. And, and, I, and I don't know if this came across to any of the, like the viewers as, as much, but when the train shows up, you're the whole, you used him to get to the train tracks. It was the whole thing. You told his card, you get, you know, you did whatever. But when the train's actually there and you're faced with this guy who's done these horrible things and you know he's going to do more horrible things to multiple people, including your daughter, it's like, I could get on this train and leave or I could stop this guy right now and we both go back to prison. You see, it was and really about your moral compass. It was, no, and I got it was because, because, got yeah, because it's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm sacrificing my chance at freedom to go back to jail to take this guy with me. And I hope that came across as well to the viewers as I think it did. That's what I'm saying. I hope it came across because we had no scene to really show that other than like the, the impliedness of the, the, the cops coming. I think it's about, it you know, just hoping that the audience is smart and, and trusting that the audience catches on. The, the yeah. audience is smarter than we give them credit no, for. No, because I know. Do- Oscar is such an obvious change in character from the start to the end of the film, right? 
He's yeah. really likable at the start. I don't know. He's pretty sussy at the beginning. Oh, you are. Pretty you are. Just but like, like you're, you're, it's like an awkward, awkward, goofy you're guy. You're an awkward, goofy guy. And, and I think by the end of the film, you're a creepy dude that nobody wants to deal yeah. with. I think, I think Sawyer didn't change as much as I wanted him to by the end. Mm-hmm. I know I we did a little bit, and we and it was good. It was passable. Yeah. But it I wasn't as extreme. It's definitely not like, like a character arc doesn't always have to come in form of like an actual personality change like that. I think it came across. I don't know. If, there are people who have flat arcs. Like Frankie and Slick Trigger. He has a flat arc. He's a good guy. The whole movie. And Robbie, my character, fluctuates. He goes from good to briefly bad. And then he's good again. You're you're like a foil for us. So you have a flat flat arc. And my character has has the... My character technically has a flat arc too because he's always bad. It's just you learn about him. I think in terms of... um, the character arc that I wish we could have had for Sawyer, I I know we had moments in it, but I feel like there could have been a little more in the dialogue where at the beginning, Sawyer is really beating himself up for his his decisions that he made. And I think we did touch on that a little bit in the hotel scene when he starts spilling like the information about why he was in prison and all this stuff. And it's more him realizing that there are worse people out there and he did a, a, a bad thing for a good reason. Yeah. And it's him, you know, the whole monologue is Oscar trying to bring him up to his level. Like, you're just as bad as I am. I do horrible things. You do horrible things. You know, we're, we are the same. Right. And it's, and it's, and it's Brandon. Not it's Brandon. The same. Same. <laughs> we're the same. It's Sawyer realizing like, no, I'm, I'm better than you. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stronger. I'm, I'm stronger. faster. I'm, I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. And, I'm better. and then it leads up to him, you know, making the sacrifice to, to stop Oscar because he's like, you know, I can, I, I can still do good things. I'm not a horrible person because I went to prison and fucked up some people's lives. Right. And I, I don't, I don't know if that came across as well as we wanted it to, but I don't at know. least I know. But that is what I'm talking about. I think that would have been like a stronger arc for Sawyer. We definitely and, and we I know that not every to... character always needs to have a, like a super obvious strong arc in every story. But it was for this film specifically where it was like a buddy. He type is movie. the hero. He yeah. is the we hero. We just needed of him to film, beat himself Sawyer. up about his decisions a little more. Mm. I feel like him, him realizing that he could be a good person. I, mean, I feel like that came across well, but not him just like hating himself. And ends on Sawyer. Well, he's the main character, pretty much. Right. Like, you guys are the main characters, but he's the hero of the story, you're the villain. I I understand your perspective. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have, like, a hero arc necessarily. It was the contrast from your character having an extreme change that I wanted Sawyer to have the opposite change. That's how I pictured the film when we were writing it. Or maybe he, like, realizes that Well, technically, he he does have an opposite change because he doesn't change. No, but, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, by the end of the film, it's like, you really like Sawyer, you don't like Oscar. Or even just, like, an extra shot. Of like, so you're looking back at the train as it approaches and choosing to like square up at Oscar instead of running to the train. Speaking of that shot, you do. We do. We want to talk about the original alternate ending for the film. Do we want to mention that there was an alternate ending because the original idea that that Cole wanted to do was the alternate ending and the is that is that going to be included with the bloopers and the deleted scenes that you eventually release? That is a deleted scene. Yeah. So the the original idea was to have the film and it has its normal ending and then. For, for on Cole's channel, on Anderson Visuals, there was going to be a, a version of the film with an alternate ending where Sawyer loses. Yeah. Uh, he is the Could underdog. We, you know what? I'm double thinking this. Maybe I do want to post this on my channel, the alternate I think it would ending. be interesting to release. Sawyer loses, and he can't overpower Oscar. He can't outsmart him. And when he's on the ground... He beats me with a stick. Beats, <laughs> he grabs a giant fucking branch and brutally beats the shit out of him yeah. and then walks away... <laughs> You know, down the train tracks before the police show up and escapes. 
Yeah. Would you guys be down to work on that? Try to get it I think done be, before it, the it end of the year. It would be interesting to release it. I also think we could include it in just the alternate scenes or the uh, ex- you, like the extended stuff. You guys would have to do it, but you well, wouldn't have, have to, to do it. Yeah. You wouldn't have to change much, right? Like you would just have to do the sound design for the very end. Just the- honestly, I could even do that. It's it's just right if you could. You it wouldn't be super hard. I, I don't remember exactly where in the fight scene it is. It's just at some point when you're on the ground when he's and he walks away and he grabs it. I think and, it's right uh, after it's the monologue. short thing. Probably. I think it's I, you don't get stabbed in the foot. Yeah. 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 So there's an alternate ending where Oscar lives. And maybe I actually do want that on my YouTube channel so I can build another continuity where there's another, another universe where Oscar exists. Damn. The Red Jacks universe. still alive. There is a couple of, of, of scenes that are cut from the film, such as the drive through. Uh, which yeah. is just really goofy. I, I am glad we cut that because it was almost a little too goofy. It was so goofy. Where the the boy day, what if she's joked there's two Pulp Fiction references. <laughs> Especially because we went there for breakfast to do the Royale with cheese joke, but they weren't serving no, breakfast no, we went, anymore. No, we went there for lunch. For lunch, and they weren't serving lunch, that was it. Yeah, they were doing breakfast, and it was like, well, can I get a McGriddle? <laughs> like, hold the cheese. And then, and then Cole, Cole improvised because they didn't have what we needed so he's like did you know that they call him McGriddle <laughs> a royale, royale with cheese? cheese and then the woman was like no I didn't know that it made no sense <laughs> and the cinematography in that scene sucked because Robert's in the front seat trying to move the camera back I and think forth. the cinematography was fine it's just that you have this like floating head thing because you're sticking your head out from behind the seats and it just looks kind of silly it was just really um, there was that there was um, the gas the, station the, ga- the scene leading up to the gas station which I still think we should not have cut you no. guys wanted to cut it, and I was like, no, because it explains the thing. And, and then, I didn't and then, think people no, would care. No, yeah, you were like, it's it's a coincidence anyway. And it's like, yeah, it's a coincidence, but it makes it a little more, it, it makes a little <laughs> more sense. It also establishes where you are. I do find it funny because I was Cruz. the original person who wanted there to be no coincidences. I was, I was like, I fought hard for that. And then when, it was just because the film was so long, and in my mind, It I ruins thought, it, makes it more of a coincidence. I've, but like, in my mind, having the film be shorter versus being, there being a coincidence, I wanted the film to be shorter. Because it was just too long. It was, it so, was long. so long. I will say, in the end, it would have been not uh, 30 minutes. It would have been 31. It was, it, was, it was a one minute scene, so I really didn't think it was that well, big Well, I thought we were going to be cutting more, to be honest. So Yeah, we were not going to get that any shorter. I think we wanted it under 30. That's what we were going for. It's just actually, for actually, festivals. So I was going to cut anything. It's like 29 point. or something. Or but it's like barely 30. I can't remember. What With credits, is. it's longer. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And then, um, you was could there any other the, You could take the the opening logos out of the beginning because some festivals don't take well to that and like they don't take well to the, the, the production like companies. opening credits yeah like any sort of opening credits some places will literally just immediately turn it off and they won't do it Why? Is that for every short film films starts for what? short films yeah oh uh, for short films i can see that i guess but it's still stupid a it's bit. a little dumb. My award-winning film, Timeless, said Red What Jack if there Fiction. is exposition at the start of the film? Oh, yeah, there, the... there is. It, there's dialogue during it, yeah. so we can't cut it. Unless if it's just a black screen. Yeah, shit. Sure. Okay, well, then more running. you guys have a good excuse So there's a purpose, so they can't do it. Yeah. If it was just the logo with nothing at all, then it's like, fine. Yeah, we have exposition there, so. Yeah. Um, was there any other cut moments like that was, like, severely cut? Uh, we cut out, like... Uh, half of the car dialogue because it was just so much unnecessary. There was a good amount cut. There was a whole thing where we it's combined, like, are you hungry? It's like, no. Nah, we combined two of the ki- the dialogue scenes yeah, in the car. Yeah, we cut the drive-thru and we spliced it down the middle so it's just one car scene. Yep. Um, the hotel, we didn't cut a whole lot from because um, a lot of it was No, there's just a little bit though, right? Yeah, a lot of it yeah, was It was important. mostly necessary though. Yep. 
it was just like two big moments. There was the drive-through that really f fucked us up when we did that and trimmed down the car scene, and then we cut out the um, the drive, not the drive-through, the leading up to the gas station. We got a cool shot of the train passing in the fight scene that we couldn't use because it was too dark. <sighs> that was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, it was rough. Wait, wait, we got it in the dark? Could we use it? For the credits and the alternate ending, like after Oscar's walked away. No, because you stand. He stands up, and sta it's, it's when he stands up against you, his final stand. Yeah. Imagine Some he just walks bitch. down the railroad, and Sawyer just gets up, and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> <I'm> fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's okay." There was a scene in the hotel, which it, it where um, Sawyer's talking about the thing that he needs to do to get back to connect back with his daughter. He needs to get across the border. He has money, and then he's like, he has and, to then, meet and a guy, then Oscar responds like, "That's quite ID, the feat." Come like, back. No, just to preface this, feet. we were filming this at like one o'clock in the morning. That is Cole quite high. the feat. Like feet of man, yeah, like yeah. a feat, like you're like an achievement, like that's yeah. quite a, a big thing that you need to do. That's yes. quite but, the feat. But we couldn't fucking get over it because we were like, oh, those are quite the feet. That's like, quite like, the feet. Like feet. And it was so. It's, and we've been referencing that for the past ten months since we shot it. Yeah, <laughs> like that has been a reoccurring we joke ever since. We couldn't say it. And then and then you were like, and then it was it was like, how old is your daughter? And you're like, forty six. <laughs> we were we couldn't we were stay serious. Tired. It was one a.m. We'd been filming all day. We had this hotel for one night so we had to film it before we went to bed otherwise we weren't getting the oh, shot yeah there was a cut scene the morning after the hotel oh, that yeah. was a scene that we never filmed because we were like we don't need it and it was right after they wake up the next day after the you know the whole thing in the bathroom and um they're like that's talk. another thing that that's mentioned at the gas station that's right where uh he eats all of his, eats food, his food apparently yeah. yeah we did have a scene where I, I we talked about that how i ate his breakfast so we had to kind of rework, rework yeah that. and that's like okay we'll stop you know we'll stop by a gas station and stuff yeah um Wow, that, I'm I completely forgot about that actually because that, that still remained in the script. Yeah, um, that that was it was kind of, it was a very unnecessary scene. We didn't need to have it. We no, didn't need to have you guys wake fine. up. It was probably the most unnecessary scene of the whole. Oh, film. okay, but when the after the bathroom scene, we did have an extra shot of me walking to the bed. Oh, where I say good night, good night, Paul, or something. <laughs> I'm glad it's we didn't keep you're that so, in. It's you're tired and and your character's high, and he goes out of the bathroom and he's like. Good night, Albert. And Albert. he and he lays down, and then it's a shot of Oscar turning over like, who's, who's Albert? Albert? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we got that. Yeah. So dumb. Who's Albert? It's funny though. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Small Filmmakers Talk podcast. Don't forget to go to redjackpictures.com to watch the film if you haven't seen it. I mean. I don't know why you'd be here. You could watch the commentary track, or yeah, we have the film, we have the commentary yeah. track, and we have the podcast as well as uh, inevitably. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be out by the time Maybe you the release bloopers, this, but the bloopers the and the extra scenes, alternate scenes, and stuff. alternate ending. Lots Go check content. out all of that. Go check out Brandon Friesen at Friesen Factor on YouTube. Go check out Retric Pictures on YouTube, Instagram, the TikToks for each of them, the Insta the Twitters, you the trailers. Know, if you want to watch a cool trailer, yeah, you know. Uh, but mine was better. Thank you guys. Thank for, you. I know. Uh, I made I made a cool poster. What a, you know. It's on my cool channel. Poster. It's on my channel. So it's a dub for me and you. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's a dub for me and you. Uh, get fucked, Robert. Uh, see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Join us next episode to hear more film-related stories and topical discussion about current events in the world of entertainment. Don't forget to subscribe on your streaming platform of choice. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.